0: ninth episode, you know better, or aka YKB. Uh, This is your co-host Spooky. Uh, Let me pass it to Doctor real quick. Go ahead, Doctor.
1: What's up, my fresh cheese bags? I'm ready to get it on today.
0: Cheese bags. (laughs) All right, um, DC.
2: Hey guys, I thought you should know that it has been uncovered fairly recently that the United States attacked its own boat to enter the Vietnam War
0: okay boomer okay <laughs> all right hammer
2: hey guys um sometime we're
3: going to have to release our youtube channel and let our viewers watch them yeah no. <laughs> is that account private right now no no i i think uh, it's public i mean hey. i'm
1: down to release it i don't care i'm i'm, hey, I'm shirtless most of the time anyway
0: hey, since the since it the is. government is trying to get rid of TikTok, let's jump back on Vine while we're while we're ahead of the game and start that doing idea. Vine videos. All you right, know?
1: I'm down. Let's do it.
0: All right. Are y'all down? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's uh a bunch of twenty four, twenty five year old adults, not kids anymore. We're gonna look stupid, but it's okay. I
3: already look it's... stupid.
0: <laughs> There's no denying about that.
3: We'll, we'll just do uh-huh. our sketch comedy. It'll be gold.
0: All right, let's move forward. All right, so current topics, we have two big ones, the Patty Mahone's contract, also international students with the ICE crisis, Um, right? ICE in Texas in the summer. It doesn't make sense to me. No, that was a horrible (laughs) joke. (laughs) I liked it. We got the review of the F-Sign documentary. The second half of the video, we have an overrated from Doctor. He he pleaded, he begged, he kept sexting me at night about it. I had to let him give him that segment. Thankfully, uh, <laughs> more, uh, thankfully DC let him. Um, we have a conspiracy from Hammer and we either have a rise and fall or a story from Spooky. Uh, depending on my mood, Oh, I'll I'll decide then. <laughs> but I got something, so it's not like I'm going to BS it. But uh, let's start the show with uh, Patrick Mahomes' contract. So, when he the news was broke earlier this week or last week. I don't remember. It was, all these days are the same to me. But um, for at first they say he's going to make 400 plus million. Then they say was going to be 450 million, with 45 million each year. Then Ian right before from the top of the turnbuckle with the elbow drop to uh, Adam Schefter. He came and said uh, he is it going to make with all the incentives, poss- incentives possible. It's $503 million uh 10-year contract with $474 million guarantee mechanisms. I don't know what the hell that means. I guess it just means if he hits all the, the quotas and such, that's how much money he can make. And as well, if he does doesn't like what he's making or something or whatever, he could easily opt out at any point of the contract, which is a lot, a lot of power. It's not what people were projecting that he's going to do a prorated rated contract where, depending how much the cap salary is and what the QB market is at that time, his year his contract year is not going to inflate with that. So no one has that yet. I don't think anybody will anytime soon. But I don't think anybody's going to be con- uh, Patrick Mahone's contract. But um Doctor, do you want to say something about this real quick?
1: Well. In hindsight, this contract will actually probably be looked at as a bargain five years from now. Um, with the ability – with the cap that hopefully goes up in the future with TV deals and ticket sales and, more importantly, the TV deals, you're going to be able to pay quarterbacks probably 50-plus million dollars as probably just like, oh, it's the market. We have to pay pay them that. Um, to whereas Patrick Mahomes – is what uh what what's his projected like salary um like forty five million or something like that? Does, does that sound pretty accurate? So for for
0: this year or for when when the contract uh, hits?
1: Yeah, yeah, for when the contract hits. Um,
0: it's gonna be forty million. It's not till okay. like 2022, 2023, where it's like 40 forty plus. Okay. And near the yeah. end it's fifty million.
1: Yeah. So I think in the long run, this might be viewed as a bargain, just because of how contracts in the past have worked like matt ryan when he got signed on ridiculous stupid amount of money now they're just like holy cow that's a that's a bargain aaron Rodgers, oh my gosh they broke the bank how like that's a stupid amount of money bargain um so i i feel like as time moves on it's a stupid long contract and it actually helps the team out in the long run because they can manipulate that money and flex that money around and be kind of like, Oh, we can pay them this much this year and we can kind of like backload it and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a good contract. I think 10 years is like baseball level, but um, all right, you do you, Patrick Mahomes, baby goat.
0: All right. DC.
2: Um, I thought about the contract for a few days because it's so crazy. The numbers are like a baseball contract. And we haven't really seen anything this like this in the NFL. But I actually like the signing from both parties. I think that for Mahomes, he you know, even if he somehow played through the 12-year contract, which I think nobody is expecting at all, if he played through to the end on these terms, he'll make half a billion dollars. And I think half of it's guaranteed, fully guaranteed. So I think Mahomes will still be good 12 years from now, but if he isn't, well, he's already gotten himself a lot of money. And so I think it's a good move for him because he could probably make a little more if he does opt out, but you know, if something terrible happens and he just, he loses his ability to play or gets beat up and too injured to play like RG three, you know, that can happen. And this really protects him from that. But on the other side, the chiefs, are making a safe bet with I mean Patrick Mahomes is insane. So with with his skill. So yeah, it's it's a worthwhile gamble for them too. So I really think it's kind of a win-win.
0: I agree as well. Uh Hammer, any thoughts on this?
3: Uh yeah, I'll add one thing. Um I saw a tweet it was in the last 20 years, four other quarterbacks have gotten 10 plus year contracts and none of them have made it the whole 10 years. And notably, Drew Bledsoe only made it one because of some other pretty popular quarterback.
1: Hey, but he Tom made it to Brady. the promised land. <laughs> you won that AFC Championship game, getting the Patriots to that Super Bowl, though. It paid off.
0: Hey, how's when you have video camera footage on other teams.
3: I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> hey,
0: but the real question that no one has asked yet is, uh, is he finally going to move over from Kansas to Missouri, part of Kansas City? Yeah. Since he gets that big boy money. Who lives in the Kansas part of that? (laughs) Okay on a rookie contract, man. It's cheap over there.
1: (laughs) Oh my I I have had enough to hear with the Kansas disrespect. Yeah, who
0: wants to live in Kansas?
1: Oh okay. you.
0: You know, you know what's crazy? Um someone did the math on taxes of how much money he'll make after taxes. If he filed himself that he lives in Texas since there's no state taxes, it's two hundred sixty four million dollars after the whole thing. But if he registered himself from, you know, Missouri, it's uh they have state taxes there. He's gonna make two hundred fifty nine million. So I don't think a five million dollar difference is that at that point that big of a, you know, a deal. Wow. Hmm. I agree.
2: Yeah, I know Look. a lot of players. <clears throat> a lot of players want to play in Texas due to the tax break, but I guess it's not as big as I thought it was. I guess no, not. And I think it's just more so a talking point for
1: people to be like, "Oh, maybe this is why they don't want to sign there because it's Massachusetts or whatever." It's just kind of like if you make that much money, you're still going to have a lot of money
2: left over.
0: On also, the other hand. All right
2: five million dollars is a lot of money so even though you've got 250 you know an extra five million that that can go a long way that is true but when
1: you have that contract it's it's like we talk about five million dollars like it's like a penny or something like that it's like oh it's just five million just kind of like goodness gracious sports have desensitized us talking about five million dollars it's crazy <laughs>
0: I also don't think the 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 state taxes are that much in Missouri compared to like California or New York or yeah, (laughs) Massachusetts. But you know, it's just crazy to think that he's going to be making that much money after taxes, and it doesn't even include his uh, endorsements on the side and whatever off money, offshore account money they're paying him. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) the league doesn't know. (laughs) Wait, what do y'all think this is going to do to Dak's contract? Y'all think he's going to ask for something like that or what?
1: I don't think it affects it at all. I think Dak and Patrick Mahomes are in two very different categories. So I don't think this really affects Dak's contract at all because Dak can't put him in the same echelon and tier as Patrick Mahomes.
0: Anybody else?
2: I I actually think it'll – Um, hurt Dak a little bit because he was asking for somewhere around Russell Wilson money, who was the top paid quarterback. And now you look at a guy to doctor's point, Mahomes, who is like a hundred times better and he's only making a little bit more than Russell Wilson relative. Um, So I think it'll hurt Dak because they can point and say, look, Mahomes is only getting like 45 million a year. Why do you think you should get 40? So I think it could, it could help the Cowboys and hurt Dak.
0: You just we'll never see. know with the Cowboys. No, but that, that contract extension deadline's coming up um, on the fifteenth. Today's the, the ninth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. All right. Less Nothing's than a week. going
1: to happen. Nothing's going to happen. I promise. And if it does happen, then cheesecake on me, boys. Yeah.
0: You got to cu- you got to cut off your pinky.
1: Uh, no, I'm gonna stick to cheesecake.
0: No, if you're gonna be
3: all talk. Like oh, no. I'll it. buy cheesecake. Do we get donuts in the morning too?
2: And okay, chilies. you can't have both worlds, Hammer. Chili's and for chilies. Chili's for dinner. I want the donuts and the finger.
0: Yeah, I, I want to see the cut off his Get a meat cleaver. Yeah. Just hacksaw <laughs> it off. Meat <laughs> cleaver. All right. Let's go something a little bit more serious now. Um, so I don't know if y'all saw in the news recently, uh, ICE are, are threatening the deport students, deport students that are international or international students in college. If there's no on-site classes for college, they're going to, you know, it's only online only. They're going to send them home. And a lot of colleges are pissed off. Um, I know specifically Harvard and, and MIT is currently suing them for that. And, you know, Donald Trump, just to save face, he said we should just let keep our students here in this quote-unquote great country. I think he's just saying that to help out his campaign. But anyway, um all I, right. Before I, I ask y'all's opinion, um, to be just to see it in this angle, I think the schools are legitimately legitimately mad because a lot of professors are international. Um, you know, individuals themselves. They probably were former students and they grew on there. I know a lot of the the TAs I had were international students, so yeah, I see why they wanted to. But also, international students pay out-of-state tuition. So, like Harvard and MIT, if if someone's paying sixty to seventy k a year, and they're getting threatened to get deported, that's a that's going to affect their bottom line number. So, I think it's a little bit of both money and also um, just the, the the ethics behind it. But what do y'all think? Go ahead, Hammer.
3: Yeah, it's such a terrible thing. I saw that a lot of the the domestic students are dropping out of in person classes so the international students can sign up for those classes. I it's just it's just a crazy thing. Like why does that have to be the way it is right now?
1: DC? Yeah. It, or, oh oh go doctor. Ahead, doctor. <laughs> I mean honestly that's garbage. If they're there, if they got accepted to the college, they have every right to be there. Um I mean they're trying to further their education in the United States like congratulations to us they deemed us worthy to go away from their home country or whatever to further the education here like it's a it should be a privilege to have them even on the campus um, and to get another insight of what other worldview and culture has in store for the um for that college and then to say they can't stay there um Because they're not in class, well, as Hammer was saying, like that's terrible. Like they can still contribute.
2: Like it's it's maddening. (laughs) It really is. DC, I think you guys covered it pretty well. So I kind of want to just briefly mention, in general, the schools because they are, as of right now, we're told they're all opening for in-person classes come fall. Um, at least you know k through 12 and i don't understand this at all it trump is pushing for it and i can't think of her name devos betsy better name yes yeah. Yeah. yeah she is <laughs> she's pushing for it hard too and i don't get it because we are peak pandemic and it's going to get people killed it, and it's unnecessary like we can do the online. So the, the whole schools thing, it's kind of in flux right now. And I've seen Trump claim that by closing the schools, it, it's like what the Democrats want, it'll help the Democrats. I don't really even understand that at all. So I just think everything the school system right now is kind of up in the air. And it's a mess.
0: Uh, taking it to K through twelve, I know here in Plano, um, not here in Plano, but a, a city named Plano, Texas, um, <laughs> um, they're they're giving the students the option to go back to class or not. Obviously, with with guidelines. Um, I know in Garland, they're doing all year round school, um, meaning they'll have multiple breaks, but shorter like a shorter summer instead of like the two two and a half months of summer vacation they take about two or three weeks off and then go back straight to school which most uh countries do just because the, the long layoff period has been proven that it doesn't help for you know the students growth of knowledge but it's just a weird time right now uh schools k through 12 if you you know the president and betsy devos is threatening to take away funding um, like that matters to Oklahoma because there's no funding at all for Oklahoma school schools um, and I'm pretty sure there's other states as well but I think that's dumb threatening kids education and on top of that international students uh, it's just why why are you threatening to kick these kids out if there's already others uh, like in the in the northwest California schools they're going full online classes, and they're not deducting their tuition price at all. So you're not getting any of the amenities from school to go on campus, but you're still probably paying forty to fifty k a year. So it's just, it's just all. St- I'm just glad we're all out of school now. But Yeah.
1: Well, most of us are. I still have next year, so it'll be fun.
3: But your school's a little different. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true, but yeah, no, it's, it's still going to be different and it may make it even more challenging um, just because of COVID. But anyway, just, I won't get into my problems.
0: Just just drop out and then that way you won't nope. have any problems.
1: No, nope. that, that's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to give you a solution real quick since you brought it you know up. What?
1: You're right. I, I don't give you enough credit. Thank you, Spooky.
0: All right, man. You're gonna lose a pinky, and you're gonna drop out. Perfect.
1: <laughs> I just want to buy you cheesecake. Why would you accept?
0: <laughs> uh, is there any other words on this? Um, what do y'all think is going to happen?
2: I don't think schools are going to reopen in the fall.
0: I think there's going to be
3: maybe an option for either doing it online, or if you want to go in person. I that's just my prediction.
2: See, my 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 issue with that, though, is that that means with teachers, they're going to have to come up with two, you know, lesson plans, one online, one in person, and they're going to have to spread themselves even thinner than they already are. And in addition to that, I've seen that there's been an increase of teacher retirements because they don't want to put up with it. And we were already understaffed with teachers. So at that point, you're going to run into a lot of problems with crazy amounts of understaffing and overworked. And it's going to be a huge problem that I don't think we have the infrastructure to withstand.
3: Yeah, I'm not saying it's the smartest prediction. It's just, I mean, the smartest thing. I just think that's what's going to happen.
0: I think they're going to say fuck it for the first two or three months. That's when all the spike rates are going to happen, especially in the small college towns where. College uh, station. You know, yeah, when everybody comes back because i know at osu they're trying to finish school early and then the rest of the weeks like dead week and finals week is going to be online only because you really don't need to be in person classes then but i think that's what they're projecting it's like if we can make it through and if there's a huge spike by october or november we'll just either tough it through or just close everything down and at least we got some stuff in but it, they're real, they're just hoping that the kids are young, that they're going to be able to survive. But even then, there's more people who has the virus, more likely for someone else who can't survive from the virus. But it's just a crazy time we're living in right now. It's
1: definitely different.
0: But all right. Um, I like y'all input on that. Let's move forward to the, the documentary of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Filthy Rich. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Based on, on his book. Uh, so, Hammer, since, you, since you're the one that I recommended it, I'll let you have the floor. Since you all put me on the spot for it last week, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, this
3: was about Jeffrey Epstein. Pretty much everyone knows about him. He's this super rich guy that uh, sex trafficked minors and also non-minors. And this was just about the backstory about everything, including all the the minors um, and what they went through and then how he was kind of caught and then brushed under the rug from the attorney general. It was just a whole mess of things. And it was just so sad. Um, I want to hear y'all's inputs first.
1: Yeah, I thought it was... it was so messed up. Like the the fact that people would actually, this actually happens and it's absolutely heartbreaking that people recruit minors for sex trafficking. It's just kind of like, you don't, do you ever stop to think like how this is going to screw them up in the long run? Um, It's like, those people are never going to be quote unquote normal again because of their selfish acts. And because of money and because of ties and things like that, Jeffrey got away with it for so long. And I think that is just it, – it actually made me mad while I was watching it. Um, it it's – honestly, the fact of how it all ends, um, it's a suicide. That, that, that's what they say it is. Um, I really wish he had his day in court. And the victims say that at the end. They're like, we wish we got our day in court. Um, man it's just it's tough it is
0: dc
2: um it's obviously it, it was very heavy uh and it could be kind of difficult to watch um i was hoping that i would learn a little bit more um i guess i'd hoped they had some some additional information that i hadn't already like come across before so i guess i was a little bummed about that but i mean it was still it's important for people to see that that's happening, I think, and to understand to doctor's point that like this is real life, and you should just it's good to be informed about stuff like this, even if it's hard.
0: You know one thing I don't like about this whole Jeffrey Epstein situation is where they make the people are making it a political issue, like between a uh Trump's here, so it's a republican issue or uh the Clintons are here, so it's a democratic issue. They were both seen with him, so isn't it like wrong that both people were were with him? I don't know it's i it's just i don't I just know that lady his um his partner right is just recently got arrested and she said she's gonna um say who who was all part of the the scheme and such but I think there was rumors they were gonna send it to the same prison as Jeffrey Epstein so if, if they say there's another suicide I'm def, that's, that's going to be bullshit man
2: that's what I'm wondering is if they kill her too um, you're I don't think they're going to kill her because I think that would just be beyond plausible deniability I think that she's either going to have a couple of scapegoats that have already kind of been chosen or um, she, She'll either do that or I guess, you know, quote unquote commits suicide. I don't really know what else could happen.
1: But see what's crazy about all this is, is that Jeffrey was like friends with every powerful political figure. Like it, he was seen with so many of them. And it, it's just astounding that none of them said anything. And if they're all if they all knew what was going on and they didn't bother to say anything, it's just kind of like, why? I, I don't know. To me, it, it brought up a lot more questions than it did a lot of other things. It's just kind of like, why was nothing done? If I, I wish more people would have said like, Hey, this is what this man's doing. Like, I, I don't know.
3: Yeah. And the main victim, she was talking, like she saw Bill Clinton go to that Island, but she was like, I never saw him do anything which i mean who why would you go to the island in the first place if you know why it's there
0: he's obviously looking for trouble if he went there you know it's like if i go somewhere in the hood it's like i want to see a drug deal i'm looking for trouble at that point
1: yeah it, it it's just i don't know i don't really have much else to say on the matter except it's disgusting
3: one of my least favorite players in that besides the, the main ones was that lawyer alan dershowitz because oh, he made yeah. he made a comment in there about ethics i'm like you dude you have no <laughs> ethics
1: but that's what he said about defense lawyers this is like you, you have to throw ethics out the window right if i remember correctly
3: yeah he said that at one point but he was like yeah we have to come up with a thing that's ethical for the defendant i'm
0: like
1: and this is why lawyers get terrible names because Gershowitz exists.
0: Yeah, I know my, my coworker, he has lawyers in his family. And he says they're all corrupt because it's, it's all a game in court, which sadly is the truth.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: any what would y'all rate this uh, documentary?
1: Uh, is it like one out of ten, one out
0: of five? One out of five stars or whatever. It's up to you.
1: Uh I'd probably rate it a three and a half maybe. Um as D C talked about. I wish it was a little more inform informative. Um but I I there was stuff there that I didn't know about. Um but I thought overall it was pretty good. It was I encourage people to watch it, but do so with caution. Um it is very graphic. Um it may be hard to swallow at times.
0: DC?
2: Um, I'm feeling maybe like a six and three quarters.
3: I'll go with a (laughs) 7.15.
0: Is that a thing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say it was kind of mid and that's my rating for the, for the show or the, or the little mini series, but who, who wants the, who's, who wants the next review for next week? Whose turn is it anyways? Is it doctors? Or is it mine? Either or. All right, it's gonna be mine. Y'all gotta till next week to play Persona Five Royal, and then we, we gotta talk about it. <laughs> One hundred forty hours. Y'all gotta make sure y'all do that till next Thursday. I got time. But you're gonna be playing twenty four hours straight every day till then.
2: He also doesn't have a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh, you
1: Tyler, you. He's a pork loin. He just got roasted.
0: You have any suggestions, uh Doctor?
1: Um, no, not that I can think of. Not off the top of my head. I've watched a lot of things. If I
3: think of something, I'll I'll text. Do y'all,
0: it y'all. want to see a movie? Listen to an album. Video games be kind of hard because I'm not trying to make y'all spend money on that.
3: Y'all put me on the spot, so someone has to answer this.
0: Ooh, how about this? Um, let me check. Let me check my phone.
1: Okay. No, never mind. We I... can
0: watch Hamilton. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <bad> <laughs> All right. Does everybody have Disney Plus? Yeah. Oh, I, I hate musicals, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I too so this is I, i'm i'm outie
0: that's why it'd be entertaining all know. right we'll, we'll do it we'll do it hamilton i mean people have been talking about it's really good but i don't for know I th- this yeah but i feel like it's not the same as watching in the theater or you know at a in person as opposed to on tv
2: well but. no but unless you get like six hundred dollars for a ticket this is your best
0: bet. Hey, how much is a pinky worth?
2: <laughs> I'm done. No more
1: cheesecake for you, Spooky. Hammer and DC. You're still in on it, but Spooky lost out. You lost your cheesecake
0: privileges. Hey, what about what about if you amputate your leg, like the knee down? You could just get a prosthetic afterwards. Why? I'm so I wouldn't you to pay for the right tickets.
1: Now.
3: Do legs even no. go for that much on the black market?
1: Why, or, or do you know? Please, if somebody knows how much legs go for, please text in.
3: I feel like they wouldn't do any. They wouldn't go for anything because you can't really use them. You
0: can for organs. There's no organs what? in the legs. Organs. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the leg. I'm in mean for for other organs. <laughs> Leg heart.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, you well, the,
1: you can sell your heart for one million dollars. What does
0: a leg give, heart come to? You could trade in your a blood transfusion of your ACL, MCL, and PCL to a uh, Greg Oden or Brandon Roy.
3: <laughs> I just want a new patella.
1: Just, just give me a whole new patella.
0: I already have a dead man's hamstring on my knee.
1: Oh gosh, I hate talking about this. It makes my knee feel weird.
0: All right, we, won't, we want to go back to the pinky. <laughs> no, let's just move on to the next segment. Okay, <laughs> right. so we're gonna watch Hamilton. Um, does anybody know how long that is?
2: I think it's like two-ish hours.
0: Right, that's not bad. Slight work. All right. All right, guys, let's take this quick break.
2: All right,
0: everybody, welcome back to the second half of our show. While we're on break, Dr. did agree he's going to cut off his pinky if he he doesn't, if Dak Prescott doesn't get extended by the end of the deadline.
1: This is slander. I can't stand for this.
0: (laughs) All right. But... Right now, we have an overrated from from doctor, so I'll give you the floor.
1: All right, everybody. Hello, this is doctor. Um, I'm losing my segment virginity today because I'm doing a segment. This is great. Um, So, a little thing that's going on right now is COVID-19. You could classify this, and this is a disaster. Well, there's this thing that pops up with, like, those T-shirts, like, um like Texas strong or like Germany strong or whatever like that. Like you keep that's classified as disaster culture. Um disaster culture is what happened after nine eleven Um you have nine eleven bumper stickers that um that are like never forget, hashtag never forget or something like that. Hashtags can be part of disaster culture. Um NASCAR recently had that news incident with Bubba Wallace and they had the hashtag I stand with Bubba. Um which disaster culture, I think, is, is good. It's a coping mechanism for a lot of people. Um, and it's not a bad coping mechanism. But I do think after a while, disaster culture kind of is annoying after a little bit. Um, like, there's a hospital not too far from where I live. And it has Richardson Strong outside of it. Because the town the hospital is in is in Richardson. Well, of course, Richardson is strong. Nobody wants to paint the picture or say hashtag Richardson um, I feel like disaster culture sometimes states the obvious um, when it's been going on a little long. Um, you hear commercials on the radio or TV. It's just like we're apart, but we're in this together. Uh, no one's going to say we're apart, but you're all alone. Like Your anxiety and depression are going to um, take you over and make you shut down. No, no one, no one's gonna say that to somebody, or at least you shouldn't. So, in my opinion, I think disaster culture is a little overrated after a while. Um, like after the more tornado, for example, um, donations are part of disaster culture, and a lot of the time after a disaster, natural disaster like that happens, people want to donate goods. That's fine. But a lot of the times the nonprofit organizations in that community already have enough like supplies to give to the community that's, that's in need of help. So what happens is when they get all those supplies and donations, it's called the quote unquote second disaster because they don't know what to do with that, the donations they get in. Um, a lot of the times they just end up throwing them away. Um, You could say that's because people want to do good. Well, when there was that tsunami um, that was in, um, what was that? Uh, Indonesia, I believe it was in like 2004, people sent winter coats to Indonesia. Like they don't need coats in Indonesia for skiing. People were just cleaning out their closets. Um, That donation process is part of disaster culture. So I think people want to do good people want to support each other but i think after a while it just feels like pandering to me
0: is that all doctor yeah all right does everybody want to go first i'll go first did did you
2: guys watch bojack horseman
0: yeah i watched a little
2: bit of it yeah This, this made me think of the episode uh thoughts and prayers where there's like ten school shootings in the episode and every time it happens they go thoughts and prayers. Thoughts yeah. and prayers without ever um, actually doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? That yeah. that's what doctor's thing is reminding me of is that we all have such short attention spans, kinda like the twenty four hour news cycle, where it's basically disaster, think about it for a few days, you move on to the next disaster. And whether that be COVID, tsunamis Uh, what we're used to in the United States of school shootings, people just can't focus on one thing because so many things are happening or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it's overrated because I think people do it. Maybe they do care about it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think for the most part, people don't care and people don't pay attention.
3: Hammer? can we start putting up like hashtags if we know things are going well? Like, yeah, uh, nothing's really going well right now, but <laughs> so we, we can't put up anything right now.
1: But I mean, you, you, I mean, you can always do something like good, like I guess you could call it like quote unquote good culture. Um, but there was a whole class offered through my emergency management program for disaster culture. Um, I ran out of time at UNT to take it. But um, we talked a little bit about mitigation and preparedness and response and recovery about disaster culture. Um, It's interesting. It's just, I feel like after a while, it's just kind of like, okay, we hear you. Like, I I, I don't know.
3: It needs the right people in charge of it in order to get the right things done. And I feel like that's the hardest part of it. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I think um I think people are just desensitized after a while with all the stuff that goes on in the world I think people are just like, "Oh, another disaster." As like, like, "Sorry, but it's like what DC was saying, thoughts and prayers, but it's just yeah. yeah.
1: And thoughts and prayers is part of the disaster culture because you get um people in the government that would say that and then they'd be like Oh, thoughts and prayers a few days ago by okay, on to the next thing. It's just kinda like you do what's in the moment. So you say what's the catchy thing to say during that disaster.
0: But going back to Hammer's point, I'm kinda curious what's like the progress on some of these places are that get hit. Like we hear about the disaster and everything, but I wanna hear if there's progress going on. Like um, like in and more. I remember when I was there for freshman year, I did community service. Where two years after the tornado hit, or almost two years after the tornado hit, they were setting up a base or another base for like tools and such, and they were still cleaning out the wreckage because that was a pretty bad tornado. But I don't know. It was just like whenever uh, Flint, Michigan, was getting um, was promoted for you know the dirty water. I still see on social media that they no one has cleaned the dirty water. The government hasn't done anything or anybody else, but they don't talk about that in the media anymore. They did mm-hmm. briefly, but it's just it's just all. It's like we need the right people to to be in these places. Yeah, and also I want to hear good PR every now and then, see if there's progress has been made to these places.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of the times the news cycle can be dominated by negative headlines because something negative. For- may grab your attention better than, than something good. Um, That's just my speculation. At least that's how I view the news I feel like there's more
2: negative than there is positive. Getting back to Spooky's point, it might be really cynical, but, and Hammer actually, both their points. Um, I don't think you're ever going to get updates from how things are going or developing because that would imply some sort of accountability and no one wants to be accountable for anything like that yeah so that'll never happen
0: no boo i hate that but you, you you may you may be right though <laughs> sadly um, uh
1: he is right that's why fema <laughs> is yeah that's why fema the way it is
0: females are you sexist no, fema <laughs> oh Federal my bad.
1: emergency management <laughs> association
0: it's like damn Doctor, I know you had a, a, some t- tough times with females, but you can't blame them all for the problems.
1: No, FEMA, <laughs> Federal Emergency Management Agency.
0: All right, is there anything else, doctor?
1: No,
3: no. I got everything I wanted off my chest.
0: All right, Hammers your turn for conspiracy.
3: All right, I'm really kind of disappointed because I couldn't come up with anything as gold as I did with the enterprise situation. Um, but, but my conspiracy is that the government looks at the video game playing and can is trying to find the people that think differently and are really skilled in their particular video game in order to recruit them for government jobs. So like the game that we play a lot is uh, Rainbow Six. Um, they're, they're looking at that for people that think differently and they could recruit them to the FBI. Or there's other jobs for like racing And then you could do that um for like just potential drivers of some like secret operation
2: do do you have any evidence
3: (laughs) do i need any evidence (laughs) (laughs) i didn't have any evidence for my enterprise and you didn't blast me for that
2: (laughs) someone's really defensive
3: Maybe they need defensive
1: drivers. For, for, uh, maybe they look at that for racing games. That's why they need defensive drivers. Hey, hey,
0: in Hammer's defense, you said, uh, DC, your conspiracy last week was um, reincarnation. Is there any evidence of that? Yeah,
2: Yeah, I, I did provide evidence. Do I need to go back over it again?
0: You only said deja vu. That was the only evidence you had.
2: And lack of free will. But that's not evidence. How is that, that can not be, evidence? That could be a
0: coincidence.
2: That doesn't even make sense.
0: Whatever. Any, Talk about any, mine. Anyway, you're just saying um, we're basically playing video games as a simulation to make us into government soldiers or workers or whatever. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Because <laughs> if you say something like that, then it's going to prove the argument that um, that video games make you a violent person, and that's always been a hot debate whenever. Someone shoots up the school and they're like, oh, he was playing Call of Duty. You see what I told you? Little Timmy should have never been playing those video games. Little Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. So I'm going to disagree with that. Just because for the sake of the argument that video games isn't supposed to make you into that type of person.
1: I mean, the government's never going to get me if they go off my video game playing because I suck at video games. So they're like, oh, this... This uh, this simple man does, has, opposes nothing to us.
0: No, you're right. The government won't get you, but DC will. He almost signed you up in high school. Dang.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I got a letter, so it's fine. All
0: right. What do you What do you think, DC?
2: I don't know. I'm trying to think of some things over here. Um, I think maybe not the government per se. But maybe like private businesses would look and see because it also takes a lot of dedication to be good at a video game, like really good, like a top player. So maybe they look at that determination and will hire you just for that.
3: Yeah, I like it. I was thinking like people that design things on Minecraft, maybe these companies will start like, hey, you should go to college for this design and then they'll end up hiring you.
0: I actually believe yeah. that though. Like little. It's kids not so who, insidious. Yeah. yeah. Cause like if you if you're really good at Minecraft and good at building stuff in it, you could, you know, work in graphic design or something that's like within the arts. Yeah, but, I could buy that. But I was really good at guitar hero, but does that make me a good guitar player? No. I didn't Did you know you were good at guitar hero. Yeah, didn't, we should have it either.
2: We should have made a band. I was good at it too.
0: A <laughs> guitar hero band.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, DC was rather
1: dope at it.
0: Yeah, who was yeah, always was the, vo- the drums? Who was the vocals for y'all? Was it Doctor? It was my golden voice. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> there you go.
3: Nah, right I was on keyboard.
1: He played a nasty keyboard, let me tell you. <laughs> that thing was so sick, I wanted to give it healthcare.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so is there anything else, Hammer? Uh
3: no. I I didn't have too much to go off of this week.
0: Well, if the if the government or the private companies that are making these games specifically for whatever social studies they're doing. Uh, they better not recruit me based off uh, Rainbow Six because I'm pretty good at planting the bomb. <laughs> gonna, no, you're
3: diffusing the bomb. So you're going be Oh that's yeah, true.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, It's gonna be like um it's gonna be like that movie, The Hurt Locker, whenever he goes in there and tries to stop the bomb from detonating. I so, never saw that. Yeah.
1: No? I never saw that either.
0: Oh well. Basically, the movie—well, not basically—but the guy is—he's in the in the Marines, I think, or the Army, one of the branches. His job is just to uh, defuse bombs. So that's that's basically what they'll probably make me do if they saw my gameplay. If they haven't seen it already. Oh, they're watching. Yeah, they'll probably use dummies the, the like the first wave of off of Normandy.
1: Dang. Thanks, bud. <laughs> thanks for that oh
0: I'm in doctor I need a bleep (laughs) Ubisoft is a front for the FBI Ubisoft they're French bro (laughs) no one would suspect it
2: yeah that makes them less suspicious yeah (laughs) really waving the white flag no big deal so the French
0: Canadians are, are working for our government now
3: they don't know it but they are
0: so what they have an animus machine and they're trying to get inside my roots
2: well they that, well they
0: need you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, uh, let's let's move forward to um my rise and fall segment. Um <clears throat> so I was thinking about t- telling my story of how the the cops almost arrest me because I was helping someone out, but I'll I'll keep that for another time. Keep that as a teaser. I'm going to talk about the music industry real quick or just the entertainment industry. Um, so right now, or before COVID, there was a lot of movies, there was a lot of music, a lot of concerts, festivals, um, TV shows on streaming websites, or even on, or conventional basic television. If you're in your fifties and you watch that shit and you're listening. Um, (laughs) uh, but I think, um, when COVID hit a lot of production stopped for a lot of these companies and you know albums were delayed a tours and such were all postponed and i'm gonna say there's going to be a huge decline with a, with smaller artists in the future because as opposed to the superstars who has all this money and you know they're they're secure like you know drake jay-z kanye whoever they're all rich as hell but um you know a lot of these artists with music they make a lot of their money based off the 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 tours and their merch because that's how their contracts are based because they really don't make any money off the streaming because no one really buys albums unless you're doctor uh tv they in the fall a bunch of movie or tv shows come out but i don't think there's there i read an article saying that's going to be a big problem because they're already running dry on on the content unless it's netflix they're already they already have a bunch of content to release up to 2021. Um, I don't know after that, but is, we're probably going to see a, a lot of drop-off on television and stuff. And movies, we we're supposed to have a bunch of movies this year. You know, always the Bug Busters in the summer. It's my favorite time, even though the, the movies are very generic and it's just action-packed. I just go just for the thrill of it. Um, but, you know, that, that was all delayed till next year. And even in October, they release all the scary movies. And even though some of them are corny, just like how the Blockbuster movies are in the summer, it's still nice to watch. So it's just going to be, the right now, I feel like some of those studios might go bankrupt. Some of those rappers might go, you know, might be dropped off their record labels or whatever, or not rappers, artists. And it's just, we're going to see a decline of entertainment for a little bit probably won't go back to normal till 2022 2023 but that's that's what i'm predicting right now so what do y'all think
1: yeah no i i completely agree um i listen to several small bands and they've been posting about how like they're getting jobs and a lot of small uh bands that i listen to have like second second side hustles as as somebody would say um, trap house but they have sure Uh, but they but they have no passive income when it comes to their band and it's really tough on them so i think a lot of the smaller artists are either going to have to like put a hold on maybe like what they're planning to do and just kind of live live the life they have right now or just kind of like hey we're gonna have to abandon this idea we're bankrupts. like we're out of options um and it doesn't even—it doesn't even have to be like um, Spooky was saying. It could be small movie industries and stuff like that. I know a portion of the population likes indie films. Well, there may not as many there may not be as many indie films coming out because of what's going on right now. And that's nobody's fault. It's just unfortunately the sad truth right now. Okay. It's
2: it's kind of like a paradox because. We are consuming more entertainment than ever, especially now uh, during the pandemic. Yet some of these are going to go out of business, some of the smaller ones. So I do hope that they come back. But I think we talked about this several weeks ago with the movie industry specifically, that some of the stuff may never find its way back. Some of these smaller, um, cheaper, you know, movie studios or some of these smaller artists they may never recover so we might just lose that on that sort of thing forever so hopefully that's not the case
0: hammer
3: yeah maybe one bright side out of this it'll give people time to think about actual creative stuff instead of recycling the same things and, and this way they won't just be pumping out all the same things and they'll be really fun stuff to watch or listen to.
0: I think the exact opposite is going to happen just because uh, once everything's back to normal, they're going to pump out those generic stuff that brings people money, like more Marvel or Disney formulaic movies and such. But I think that's just, that's how a businessman would do it. But Hopefully you are right. Hopefully there's people out here that gets a lot more creative with their stuff. But right? What sucks is um, the dollar movie theater that's near my house got renovated into a, a regular theater and it was a really like quiet spot because they were still trying to promote it. And I remember I went to watch Bad Boys 3 and two months later, the pandemic hits and everything gets closed down. So I will, hopefully that place doesn't get shut down. Um, it's just, it's going to be, it's just, we're going to probably have a drop off of content so good thing there's still a lot of old TV shows I haven't seen yet that I'm working my way around to walk, walking or what? Yeah, whatever. But, um, what do you, anything else y'all want to say?
3: No, nope. I,
1: I do think this may give way to different ways to like reach a public as DC said, um, We're more we're consuming more media. Hopefully artists find different ways to get out to like the public and promote themselves that way when it comes to music and things like that. Because frankly, it is a little bit easier to be a rapper or something like that because you have like in home stuff that you can use and you can post it on YouTube. Um, just hopefully those bands and those artists and these filmmakers find a way to get their products out to a population that's ready to consume media and, and entertainment.
0: Seems like the rich is gonna get richer, man. That's how um what it's gonna look like for a little bit. And then all the other younger people, or not younger, but smaller, smaller studios and such, smaller acts are probably gonna come back later. Um just like when we were talking about Hamilton. That was supposed to come out next year, but I guess they were done with the movie a lot sooner than expected. So they just decided to put it on Disney, Disney Plus. Because I know Disney has lost a lot of money this year, which I guess is, uh, as Thanos would say, balance, <laughs> balance is the only way, right? <laughs> they made so much money this past 10 years with the Marvel movies and Star Wars and such, but maybe it's all all about balance
2: they'll be back
0: don't yeah, they worry were. they they opened disney world oh yeah oh my god i thought <laughs> no i thought disney world was closed off for the for the players nope they opened it oh nah, we'll Which, see how that I'm goes
1: super for basketball season if, for the rest of it but that's besides the point
0: yeah basketball will be fun
1: hopefully yes
0: Hopefully the Mavericks are holding the title at the end of the year.
1: Luca is the best point guard in the bubble right now.
0: Hey, if the Mavericks win the title, I'll chop off my pinky. I'm putting that out. No,
1: just buy us cheesecake. (laughs) Stop cutting off people's pinkies. (laughs) It's not even
0: people. It's just my own. (laughs) Oh, stop it. It was mine
3: and now it's yours. That's people. Doc, you'll get us cheesecake. Spooky, you take us to Chili's. All right, I got you.
2: All All right, I got dessert. (laughs) You got dinner. All right, there and, go. All right. and hammer has donuts
0: in the morning. <laughs> all right, so I'll make sure to cut off my pinky and cauterize the wound. That's how tough I'll be. You do <laughs> you boo boo. Is that too extreme?
1: No, it's not extreme enough. But I won't argue with you.
0: Okay. So, any last words before we we end the show?
1: It was um, it was a good ride. We ha- I had fun. It was nice being back.
0: Hey, next week is our double-digit episodes.
1: Heck yeah!
0: Yeah. Anybody else? Any last words for anybody else? Going once, I going just. Twice.
2: I want to keep my pinky. <laughs> Alright, there it is. DC.
1: You heard it from DC. He's keeping his pinky and no, nobody's changing that man's mind.
0: I'm willing
3: to sell my leg heart.
0: Alright, that's leg. enough
1: out of
3: you.
0: Alright, end the show. Alright. Thank God for joining the show today, guys. Bye. 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 Oh my god, Ronnie. The devil in my phone you wanna talk, but I'm not really up for conversations. You've been listening to You Know Better or aka YKB, thank you for listening, and please stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.